Hey G12 family, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We know this message will draw you closer to God's word, his will, and his way wherever you are. Enjoy the message. It's such a privilege and an honor to be with you guys this evening for our Saturday service. I know that I may not be able to be with you guys physically, but I know that in spirit, I'm able to receive your amens and your hallelujahs. So if you feel like God speaks to you during this message, or if you feel like something hit home to your heart, just go ahead and feel free to write in the chat or in the comments below and say, amen, hallelujah. Because even though I may not be able to see it, I guarantee you that I can capture it in spirit. And today, I just want to share with you guys a special thing that God has been putting in my heart, and it's that God has a purpose for this season. Why don't you tell whoever's around you there in your house, or if you're by yourself, just say it amongst yourself. Say, God has a purpose for this season. And there's a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. It says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. To everything there is a season, and a time for every purpose under heaven. I know that, you know, we live in South Florida and in South Florida, we don't get to experience the four seasons all year round. Um, I'm originally from up north, from Maryland, Washington, D.C. area. And in Maryland and Washington, D.C., you get to experience all four seasons throughout the year. And for example, like in spring, something that I love about spring up north If you're from up north, from another state or something, maybe you also have experienced the four seasons throughout the year. But in spring in Washington, D.C., like they have these trees, these Japanese trees that are called cherry blossom trees. And throughout spring, these these trees begin to blossom and they have like a very nice pink color to them. So throughout all of Washington, D.C. and springtime, you begin to start seeing how these trees are, you know, blooming and the nice pink color comes out of them. And it's so common to go out during springtime and just look at the scenery and enjoy the beauty of these trees. They've even created uh, this festival, which is called the Cherry Blossom Festival. It's an annual festival where they celebrate like the beautiful trees that blossom throughout all of D.C. And then from spring, we go into summer. Now, the summertime is a little different than here in South Florida, because here in South Florida, we have tropical weather all year round. It's 90 degrees. Sometimes it gets it can get up to the hundreds. But over there, when it's summertime, the humidity is very strong. And so what happens is that, you know, sometimes they have these codes where it's like a red code or an orange code. And during these codes, when the temperature rises to like 120 or to 130, they make an announcement. Authorities make an announcement where they say no one, it's not recommended for you to leave your home. If you have breathing problems or if you have health problems, we want you to stay at the house. Don't go out. Wait until the sun goes down or until the temperature drops so you can be able to do your activities. And that's how the summertime is over there. The air is very stagnant. There's not, at, at least here in South Florida, we get like a nice breeze breeze and we feel the wind of the ocean or the beaches but over there it's so much humidity and that's how the summertime is up north in DC and Maryland and then we have a time called the season of fall which the season of fall is really cool because all the leaves from the trees begin to start falling 
I remember when I was growing up, we would pile these big leaves, like big old piles of leaves. And I remember as kids, we would play, wrestle. We would uh, throw each other amongst the leaves. I remember like as I got a little older in my early teens, I would go around knocking on people's doors and saying, hey, would you like me to rake your yard? Would you like me to rake your, uh, your, your, your yard? And I would make a few extra dollars raking people's uh, leaves from their yards. And that's how the fall season is. And then we finally have the winter season, which the winter season is one of my best times, the best seasons that I actually enjoy because the winter is actually a time where we get a lot of snow. Sometimes in the winter, uh, we would get like up to 12 inches of snow, maybe over a feet of snow. Sometimes it'd be snow blizzards. And I remember like during that time, we wouldn't have any school. They would actually cancel the schools because they wouldn't want people driving out on the streets. Um, it was dangerous. The roads were very slippery. So we would always get like a few days off when it whenever it was snowing during that time. If you're from up north, you probably know that they cancel all schools. People stay home. I remember during the snow season and winter, we would go out, play football. I remember like we would we there was something that me and my friends would would do is that sometimes we would hide behind bushes or like behind trees and as cars drove by we would make these big giant snowballs and we would throw them at people's cars and and now that i think about it i was like man that was really dumb you know we could have caused someone to get into an accident but up north you know other than florida you get to experience the four seasons all year round and in this time we are all going through a season in our life. This is a time where God has allowed us to, God has a purpose for this season. And the season that we're in is quarantine season. So, but behind this season, God has a purpose. And it took me to the, it took me to the Exodus chapter 12. In Exodus chapter 12, it, it talks about how when the Israelites were leaving Egypt, and the thing, about, the thing about it is that when they were leaving Egypt, you know, if you guys know the story, you might already know the story, but um, they had been slaves for 430 years. The Israelites had been slaves for 430 years. And during those 430 years, the Egyptians were very harsh and very cruel to the Israelites. They would put very heavy workload upon them. They were oppressed. And they were living through that time for 430 years until finally God sends Moses to deliver them. And it says that, you know, the story says that the 10 plagues came upon Egypt. And finally, Pharaoh's like, you know what? Just leave. You guys have to leave Egypt. Go and worship your God. And in, Gen in Exodus chapter 12, when you read it, it, the first thing that it says, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in Egypt. He said, from now on, this month will be your first month. Each of your years will begin with it. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. The month that the Israelites were set free from Egypt. That first month, God said, this month that you guys are being delivered and set free is going to be the first month of each year. And as I was reading this, this is in Genesis, Exodus chapter 12, verse 1, God was showing me that many times, you know, during this season in our lives, we feel 
as if everything has been on standstill, where maybe there's not as, as much movement as we used, we're used to, going to work every single day, being part of our daily activities. Um, everything has been put on pause. And I've seen memes and like some quotes and like comments on, on social media where they say like, remember when you said 2020 was gonna be your year? Well, what about now? Or I've even seen like, for example, um, people say, what's the point of buying a planner? Because we don't know what direction the year 2020 is going. And maybe you're at home right now and you're like, man, my life has completely shifted. I have felt as if what my goals, my dreams, everything, my aspirations, everything that I had planned for this year has completely been placed on hold, been placed on standby. But as I was reading this verse in Exodus chapter 12, verse 1, God is saying, I'm doing something new. That's the first thing that God told the Israelites. He was like, this month, the month that you are being delivered, you know, where you're no longer a slave, this is going to be something, the beginning of something new. This is going to be a fresh start for your life. And today God is telling you that you may think that your dreams or your goals or whatever plans you had for the year 2020 have been placed on hold. They are on standby. But God is saying, no, this is the beginning of something new. This is a fresh start that I'm doing in your life. And God is kind of like doing a reset button. A couple of weeks ago, we had the privilege of hearing uh, Prophet Cindy Jacobs. And she was sharing how, you know, what God is doing all around the world is that he's kind of like resetting the button. He's resetting your life. He's resetting the people around you. All over the world, God has placed, pressed the reset button. And the thing about that, I don't know if like growing up when you're a kid, maybe you, you probably played Nintendo or maybe you know, you had siblings and they, I remember like, for example, I have, I have, I have two boys and they like to play video games and I have, you know, I have three boys, but the youngest one, he always wants to do what the big boys do. And sometimes they don't let him play. So they give him the control, they give him the controller. And, and what they do is that sometimes he, they'll make him believe that he's actually playing, but he's so smart, you know, he's caught on that he's not really playing the game. So the other day we hear like this big like shout in, our, in their rooms. They're like, oh, Zachariah, why did you do that? And we run into the room. We thought that something serious had happened. And it turned out that my, the baby, Zachariah, had unplugged the game console so that they, the big boys couldn't play anymore. And it's like all their video games, everything, all the levels that they had beat were completely lost. But that's exactly what God is doing. He's resetting the button in our lives. He's resetting this year. God told the Israelites, this is the month where your year is going to begin. And look, look at what God does, what he tells the Israelites. He's like, look, the first thing that you guys are going to do is that you guys are going to go and get a lamb and you guys are going to, you know, slaughter the lamb. And you guys are going to take the blood from the lamb and put that blood over your houses, over the doorposts of your houses. And what is God doing during this season in your life? 
There's a purpose why we are going through this season where maybe right now we're not able to go to work. Maybe right now we're not used to staying at the house. We haven't been able to hang out with our friends. We haven't been able to go to the gym or do our normal activities like we, like we used to do. But God tells them the first thing that you guys have to do is that you guys have to slaughter the lamb and put the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of your homes. What God was trying to tell me was that this is a season to put our priorities in order. When we put our priorities in order, there's no plague, there's no sickness, there's no disease that can touch our lives because Christ is the center of our lives. The, the slaughter of the lamb is a prototype and it's a symbol of Jesus Christ. And when we have Jesus in the center of our lives, when we have Christ in, in the middle of our lives, when we prioritize him as number one, there could be a hundred and a thousand things going on around us, but there's protection over our lives. God is saying, when I'm number one in your life, when you know that what the meaning of my sacrifice is, when I was crucified on the cross, when you understand what the blood can do for you and your family, there's protection over your life. And God was showing me that during this season, God wants to put in order. He wants to put your life, put your priorities in order. There's a purpose for this season that you're going through. And this season is to put your life in order. See, maybe before God wasn't number one in your life. We go, we're at part of the church. We go to this church, uh, G12 church, and we've been taught about the five priorities in our lives. And the first priority is God placing God first. Our second priority is ourselves, our personal life. The third priority is our family. The fourth is the ministry. And the fifth is our secular life. But many times what happens, we switch up the fifth priority, which is our secular life, which is our work, our career, our jobs. We switch it up and put that as first. And I guarantee you that before this situation happened, where we were going through this time of quarantine and um, as we're going through this time of COVID-19, I guarantee you there's some people that are watching where God was not really first in your life, where God was not your main priority, where Christ was not in the center of your life. And sometimes God has to stop your daily activities. He has to stop what you're used to doing on a daily basis so that you can go back and place your focus on Christ so that he can be number one. I've been noticing that there's such a high demand for Bibles. People are wanting to know about God. People want to know what God has to say. Um, where I work at, I've worked there for many years and I've I've many times before I've been able to evangelize and speak to my bosses about God and they kind of just like brush me off or they'll listen to me, but I know that they're not really paying attention to me. But just recently, you know, my boss called me up and she's like, what does the Bible have to say about coronavirus? You know, what does God say? Is God angry at us? You know, is this a plague? God is punishing us, you know? And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm just kidding. I didn't really say that, but, but during this time, people want to know 
you know, what God has to say. Some people are, are actually drawing closer and people are starting to buy Bibles and they're starting to, you know, pray more and they're starting to put God as the priority in their life. And that's the first thing that God is doing in this season. There's a purpose for this season that you're going through. And you have to say, God, what's the purpose for the season? The first thing is that God wants to put in order your priorities. God has to be number one in your life. We don't have to wait until something happens in order for us to give the attention that God deserves. Um, you know, even in our cell group, there's a couple people that maybe before this whole situation started, they were, where they were kind of like, you know, in and out of church. They weren't really being part of services. They would come to cell group whenever they wanted to. But all of a sudden, you know, now that we are in this time of, you know, quarantine, isolation, and everything has been sta on standby, all of a sudden these people are coming around and they're like the first ones to pop up in, in our um, live cell groups that we have online, you know, and it's like, this is a time where we're, God is putting in order our lives where God needs to be number one. The second thing that we see in this chapter is that God tells the Israelites, you guys have to slaughter the lamb and in your family, you guys are going to eat, you know, the lamb. Within your family, you guys are going to eat. And if the lamb is too big, then you will share it with another family. But God was showing me that this is a time where we need to be with our close ones. This is a time where we are with our families and we're able to enjoy, you know, being with our children on a daily basis. Um, I've been seeing so many people online or comments or even, you know, people that I know that have been complaining like, oh my gosh, I can't take it anymore. I can't be with my kid, you know, a whole day. And the thing about it is that, do you enjoy your kids or do you, or do you just endure your kids? See, before this whole situation happened, I was working, you know, and my schedule is usually from nine to six. And sometimes... I wouldn't really have the time to spend with my kids the way I wanted to. But now that I'm at home, I'm enjoying every moment of it. You know, sometimes my wife will go through the phone and my oldest son, who is 10 years old, she begins to start showing me pictures of when he was a baby. And she's like, oh my gosh, remember when Elijah was this old? And do you remember this and that? And I'm like, I don't remember none of that. It's like such a blur. These 10 years have passed by so fast. But now that I'm at home with my, my three boys, I'm enjoying it. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting to experience things that maybe before because I was at work, you know, at, in the office, I wasn't able to experience those things. My, my, my youngest son, Zachariah, who's two years old now, he just learned during quarantine season how to be potty trained. So sometimes like my office is right next to the bathroom, the bathroom that he uses. And I'm like on the computer, or I might be on the phone. And all of a sudden he's like, daddy, daddy, pee pee, pee pee, daddy, pee pee, pee pee. And I'm like, okay. And I'm on the middle of a phone call with a client or an important customer or maybe my boss. And my son is in the background, daddy, pee pee, pee pee, pee pee, daddy, pee pee. And I'm like, okay, you know, but it's just like, I'm enjoying this time that he's going to the bathroom by himself and I don't have to go and wipe him and spend $40 every two days on diapers. <laughs> but it's a, it's a time where you're enjoying this time. You know, my wife just recently, she was like, I want to decorate the boy's bathroom. 
And the thing is, in our house, we only have two bathrooms. So we have our bathroom, and then the boys have their bathroom. And sometimes the bathroom that they use is also the guest bathroom whenever we have company. But during this time, we haven't been having any company. So she's like, I'm going to decorate their bathroom. So she goes, and she decides to decorate the bathroom with all these Super Mario Brothers, like, you know, details. Like, she buys all these things from Super Mario Brothers. So she found, like, a shower curtain that is Super Mario Brothers. She finds she found like some rugs that is a Super Mario Brothers in the middle of, of our bathroom. She found um, each one of them. She got each one of them a toothbrush from Super Mario Brothers. She bought them each a towel from Super Mario Brothers. She even went and bought stickers and put them all over the bathroom wall of Super Mario Brothers. And the kids are like, oh my gosh, like, they finally want to take showers now. We don't have to say it's time for you to take a shower. They want to go and take a shower. And sometimes like I have to use that bathroom too. And when I go into that bathroom, you know, and sit on a throne, I have a big old Mario Brothers pointing at me like it's me, Mario. But it's like we make it fun for our kids. And during this time is a time where God is saying this is a season where you need to be with your family. You need to enjoy this time with your family. Maybe you're at home and you don't have children, but being at home with your parents, enjoy being this time with your parents. You know, my mother, I she passed away when I was very early, when, when I was 13 years old, but sometimes I see how people take for granted having their mother or their father nearby to them. Enjoy this time with being with your family. Have fun. In another, in another version of chapter 12 in Exodus, it says that it's a time of festival. It's a time of celebration. This is a time where God is saying, this is a time where I'm putting my, your priorities in order. And also is a time where you have to be with your family. You have to enjoy every moment that you're with your kids. Your kids grow up so fast. And if you don't have fun with your kids, don't be surprised if later down the road, they don't want to be with you or they choose to be with other people because you're not fun with them. But in this time, enjoy being home with your family. It's not a burden during this time. You know, not that we're messy or anything, but like sometimes we'll clean the house and it'll be spotless. And then two hours, it'll be complete like toys everywhere. And I'll be walking in the middle of the night to go grab some water and I'll step on a Lego and I'm like, ah, you know, but it's like, what can we do? We're enjoying this time of being home with the family every day. They want to go out and they want to be in the pool and they want to just be with us because this is a time that God has allowed where we're home as a family. And that's the purpose that God has for this season. Enjoy this time as you're at home with your loved ones, with your family, with your friends, not with your friends, I'm sorry, with your family members. Enjoy this time. Don't look at it like, oh man, another day. Enjoy this time and let it be a quality time. Um, statistics have shown that fathers normally spend 37 seconds, 37 seconds a day uh, conversating with their children. How do we expect to raise quality children if we don't dedicate the time that they need. We neglect our children. We live in a society where family comes last, but God is putting in order family. Everything is based on our families. And the thing is that God 
wants you to enjoy your family. God, God is saying the purpose of this season is so that you can be at home and you can be able to spend that quality time with your family, with your parents, with your children. And don't look at it as a burden. Don't look at it as if they, you know, it's a time where, oh man, I'm, I'm not used to being this, this long with, with my family members. But no, God is saying, look, it's a time for you to enjoy. That's the purpose for this season. And the last thing that God was showing me is that this is a season where we need to depend on God. Um, you know, the Israelites, when they left Egypt, imagine they had been slaves for 430 years. And when they were slaves, they knew nothing else but to work hard and they were used to having someone over them. And all of a sudden they leave Egypt. And now I'm pretty sure that many Israelites were like, now what? We're so used to being slaves. They were so used to having food given to us, you know, by the Egyptians. But it took them through a time where they had to depend on God. And I know that there's many people that right now may be going through financial stress or that maybe right now you have been temporarily, temporarily left off. But God is saying, this is a time where you need to depend on me. And God, whenever the Israelites were in the wilderness or in the desert, God never abandoned them. God would send manna from heaven. Manna were like these little waffles that had a little bit of honey in them. So God would send manna from heaven and he would also give them quail, which was like a bird that they could eat. So God every day would send them food to satisfy their needs and he never abandoned them. But I want to leave you guys with this verse. It's in Philippians chapter four, verse 19, because during this season, God is saying the purpose of this season is that you depend on me. Maybe we're so used to depending on our own strength. We're so used to depending on our job. We're so used to depending on our paycheck. But God is saying, no, I'm the source of your provision. God is saying, today you have to depend on me. And in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. I want you guys to take that verse with you. It says, Philippians 4:19 and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. There's three words in that verse that I want you to highlight or that you underline underline or that you write down and make them in bold. The first one is that will and my God will. That's the first word will. That verse, that word doesn't mean that God is thinking that maybe he'll provide for you or maybe God is considering that he'll maybe provide for you or maybe God is you know deciding whether or not he's going to provide for you no it says that God will provide for you he will meet the second the second word that I want you to write down and highlight and bold is that all the word all he will meet all now, what does that word all mean? Does that mean your car payment? Of course, that means your car payment. Does that mean your house, your rent? Does that mean your school tuition? Does that mean your basic utilities? Yes. What falls in the, under that category all? 
It means everything that are your needs, all your needs. So today God is saying, I will meet all of your needs. Nothing falls out of that category of all. And the last thing is needs. That word needs means your necessities. What are your necessities? See, sometimes we, we twist up that word and we say, instead of needs, we say, God will meet all my greeds or all my wants. But no, God is going to meet all your necessities, the things that you lack, the things that you are in, in need of right now. God is going to be able to provide them for you. And the last part of that verse says, it says, according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. See, the thing is that whenever God gives us a promise, there's always a condition behind that promise. And the condition is that it says, according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. What does it mean in Christ Jesus? It means that this promise, God will meet all your needs as long as you are in Christ Jesus, as long as you are a believer, as long as you consider yourself a Christian, you have accepted Christ into your heart and he is the throne of your heart. That's when you're able to claim this promise and say, God, you will meet all my needs because I am a believer, because I have placed you first in my life, because you are number one in my life. If God is number one in your life, this promise will become a reality and you will see how God will be able to provide for you supernaturally. I wanted to finish off with a, a story that one time my father had shared with me. You, my father, my grandfather was a pastor and in Guatemala or in Guatemala, um, you know, sometimes they would go through real tough times financially. Uh, my dad is a family of 10 and, you know, sometimes like, you know, the income that he had coming in wasn't enough to be able to, you know, feed all 10 children. And he and my dad was sharing with me this story how one time like they hadn't eaten for a couple days. So they began to start praying and fasting and asking God, God, do a miracle because we haven't eaten in a couple days. Um, there was no food, there was no money to buy food. And he says that after they had been fasting for one or two days, I couldn't remember, and praying, he says that this lady comes and gives them a bunch of chickens. But, you know, the chickens, she did it with a very uh, evil intention because the chickens were actually sick. So they began to start throwing up uh, green. They began to start throwing up like these green things out of their mouths. And they were so hungry that they, you know, they killed the chickens, but, you know, they realized that as they were like plucking out the chickens, cause you know, they're from the jungle, man. They had to pluck out the chickens and take out all the feathers from the chicken. They realized that the reason why the chickens had been throwing up this green, you know, stuff from their mouth is because the chickens had swallowed some gold. And when they were opening up the chicken to cook the chicken, they had found out that there was like these gold chains that the chicken had, I guess the chicken must have thought there was some corn, but it was some gold. And I don't know how much it was. And like God provided not only for them to eat, but he also provided for them to be able to sell the gold and be able to have money to be able to supply for their needs. So sometimes we just depend on our job or we're so used to going to work, working 40 hours a day. And God is like, look, I'm, 
you know, there's nothing that's impossible for me. I can provide for you any way, anyhow. I can do miracles in whichever way that you may think. But as long as you are in Christ Jesus. And right there where you're at, I want you to close your eyes. And you're going to say, maybe you're hearing this message for the first time. But today, you're going to say, God, today I understand that you have a purpose for this season in my life. Today, God is trying to show you something. He's trying to show you what his purpose is through this season that you're going through. I don't know what season you may be going through. Maybe you're going through a season where you have to depend on God. Maybe you're going through a season right now where you're waiting on God, where you're having to trust in God. Maybe you're going through a season where it's a busy season for you, where you've been grinding and working hard. Or maybe this is a season, you know, of where you're going through trials and tribulations or you're going through testing. But whatever season that you're going through God there's always a purpose behind that season and right there where you're at you're gonna say God show me what is the purpose of this season that I'm going through show me what is it that you're trying to teach me what is it that you're trying to show me during this season and as you're praying right there I'm pretty sure God is gonna begin to start giving you ideas and he's gonna be start begin to start showing you like listen during this season I want you to put in your life. I want you to prioritize me. I want you to make sure I am number one in your life. During this season, I want you to enjoy your family. Before you used to complain, they used to work all the time. And now that you're at home, you're still complaining. No, God is saying, I want you to enjoy your family. Enjoy this time that you're with your parents. Enjoy this time that you're with your children. Say, God, show me what your purpose is during this season. God, in this time, in this season of my life, help me and help me to know that I can depend on you 100% that you will meet all of my needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. Today you're going to say, God, I I want to depend on you 100%. And I know that during these seasons of my life, during this season that I'm going through, you're trying to show me what my purpose is. You're trying to show me what the purpose is. What you're trying to tell me, you're trying to speak to my life on why I'm going through this season. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you, Lord, for each person that's watching. And we ask, Lord, that throughout the week, you continue to speak to their lives. You continue to show them what is the purpose that you have for them during this season of their life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to click the follow button so you never miss what's new. We would love to connect with you. You can follow us on Instagram at G12Church and share with us how this message has impacted you. Until next time.